When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips and wisdom for building the business of your dreams. Plus, you get the opportunity to be a guest on this podcast all for just $165. Head to our website for details. Today's guest is Kate Toon. Kate's been a friend of Flying Solo for a very long time. As well as being very good at what she does, Kate refers to herself as the Beyonce of SEO. She's very motivated and generous with her small business knowledge across her own very large community of followers. Kate, hi, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Lucy. It's lovely to be here. I am a huge fan of your Instagram posts and I follow along. I love your sense of humour. Also, your authenticity. But recently, I found them to be particularly interesting because, along with many other parents around the country at the moment, you're not only running your own business, but you're homeschooling your son. Yes, or trying to, I think, is the right (laughs) expression. Well, trying is something. The first question is, how long have you been doing it and how's it going so far? So we pulled our son out about, I think, two and a half weeks ago. Gosh, it feels so much longer, I'll be honest. Um, So about two and a half weeks. The first uh, couple of days, they hadn't released any kind of schoolwork because the schools were still officially open. And I was really excited then. We drew up our own little schedule. We had all these fun things planned. And then they sent out the lesson plans. And Mm -hmm. it was like, you have to do this and you have to submit it via the... Google schools and you have to have done this and it just it felt super overwhelming to be honest Mm -hmm. and we're doing an okay-ish job but that's mostly down to my son and not down to me and how old is your son he's 10 going on 45 (laughs) Uh, so he's 10 nearly 11 but he's quite grown up for his age and thank god because you know looking at all this google scholar stuff and it's like you know go to here and do the literacy thing and use spell sheet nine and I was just like what and he's like it's okay mum I'll tell you what I have to do and you can just look at it what a gem I know he is he really is um because it's just impossible to give it the attention it needs and also run your business because unlike some businesses my business hasn't slowed down yes which is is what I wanted to talk about next because I mean, I, I noticed that just yesterday you sold out an, an entire course, which is fantastic, but not unusual for you either. No, it was a surprise though this time. I'm yes. Yeah, because obviously I, I sell online courses and so people are like, you're perfectly placed for this, you know, for this situation because, you know, everything's online and people want to learn and lots of people now have the time to learn. But the other issue is, of course, that my course, that particular course wasn't cheap. And obviously people aren't necessarily wanting to spend money right now with such an uncertain future ahead. So, yes, it was a very big surprise that it actually sold at all, let yeah. alone sold out. 
Yeah, and I guess when this the news of this first broke, which as you say, I think was only I think that was only about three weeks ago or four weeks ago, but anyway, it feels like a lifetime ago. What do you reckon was your like your first response? I don't mean like in terms of God, you know, obviously yeah. what your response was, but in terms of like quick thinking about your business, what was your first sort of thought regarding the business at that point? My first thought was don't react because I can see so many business gurus online saying, pivot, pivot, now's the time to change your business and do something dramatic. And while this is obviously a super unusual situation, I've been in business now for 12 years and there have been lots of ups and downs and periods of like economic downturn and then strange things happening and and things in my own personal life. You know, I've I've had a child, I've moved, I've, you know, there's been lots of dramatic Mm. occurrences and I don't think it's a great idea to a knee-jerk reaction. So I just was like, let's wait and see. And I haven't really changed anything about my business. Uh, I haven't changed my messaging. You know, I could have taken advantage of the situation and written copy around, now's the perfect time to do this. But I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I haven't not done anything. So I didn't hold back any of my launches. I didn't hold back any of my social media. Um, And yeah, uh, to be honest, it was don't react because often I my reaction is the wrong one and then I regret it later. So I just took pause really. That's such a good point. I mean, you don't, you're right. Like at the moment I feel like we're flooded with people saying pivot. I mean, I've run some great articles on the site suggesting that too. So I'm not anti it. Yes. But I think you have a great point there because at some point this will end. We don't know when, but at some point this will end. And for many of us and our businesses, we are the expert in our field and we know what we do and we're bloody good at it and we love it. So, you know, I think that's good advice there to kind of just hold the fort for a while. And certainly if it's working for you, then you've got that, that says to you, well, you're taking the right approach. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously if you're a face-to-face business or a store or a restaurant, then there was a need to pivot and, you know, find a way to do what you do online, you know. Um, but, for, you know, a lot of service providers and freelancers, um, you know, which is a lot of the people I work with, you know, the, the dramatic changes might not help now. And, you know, this idea that, you know, right, great, now make a course, make a downloadable, write a book, do a podcast. It's like, you know, a lot of us aren't in the emotional state to do that kind of deep work at the moment. That's hard to do when things are going well, let alone when you're trying to homeschool, worried about money, suddenly you're stuck at home with your partner 24-7. It's not the ideal time to be <laughs> writing a course or, you know, it's a struggle, you know. So I think yeah. there's a lot of pressure being put on people to be creative when we don't feel creative at all no i mean as we were just discussing before it's actually really easy to just fall into a bit of a slump most yes. most mornings and just go yeah. oh, i'm not sure i can be bothered to i be know i just want to stay in bed and watch netflix i'm having i'm having good days and bad days and just yeah. going with the flow today i'm feeling pretty kind of flat yesterday i was feeling pretty up um, and i'm just kind of trying to be a bit gentle with myself and not crack the whip quite as much as i usually do uh, but it's tough. Mm, it is tough. Mm. So with that in mind, so the business is is the same, so to speak, and yeah. homeschooling is going. Have you created a process at all for the day, like a structure of your day to combine that homeschooling and the business tasks? Have you changed that in any way to what you normally would be doing? Oh, yes, massively. And mm. a big part of it has been absorbing and ignoring the guilt. Uh, so... Basically, my son is allowed to do what the heck he likes until nine o'clock. And so what I'm trying to do is get up super early, like 6 a.m., and try and get a good few solid hours in um, in that period. Because I stupidly decided to launch a podcast at, 
a daily podcast uh, because of course I haven't got enough to do uh, <laughs> and then we kind of go and set him off going and I you know basically kind of he's pretty good at kind of self-disciplining uh, but we just have to go and check on him every hour or so to make sure he's not playing computer games and then I'm I'm teaching him the school of life. He's coming into my little toon cave and he's been helping with the business, making some, editing some videos, packing envelopes, oh, wow. doing some work on spreadsheets, making graphics in Canva. Um, I'm paying him a very generous $10 an hour. Um, and, you know, it means he's in the office with me. We're together. But he's still learning computer skills and literacy and it's just slightly different. So, That's awesome. Yeah, we're doing our best. I mean, look, we've had bad days where he's been on the computer for like 117 hours. <laughs> uh, you know, we're trying to do the getting him out, taking, going out for at least some exercise every day. But it's honestly, I think it's just a lot of going, I could, I'm, we can only do what we can do. You know, I, I'm not a teacher. Well, I am, but I teach, you know, people how to do SEO, not kids how to do maths. And the problem I'm finding, I don't know if you, other people with children is I look at the maths and I can't do it. Yeah. You know, he's in year five and I'm like, long division. I don't even remember the last time I did that. No. So, you know, I'm not cut out for this, I'm afraid. <laughs> I know, I know. Like maths is, yeah, I didn't even pass maths, I don't think so. I'd hate to have to do that again now. <laughs> I'm not even that good at the literacy though. And I'm a, I'm a writer. You'd have thought I'd be good at that. But anyway, I'm doing Yes. I think the takeaway from most parents is school is really hard and we're all going to hug those teachers so hard when we get back to school. We so are, definitely. There's going to be lots of gifts given to those teachers, I think. Um, the point you make there about um, starting very early in the morning, around 6am, I do the same. I was doing it prior to um, this all happening. It's just how it works in my household. Do you find that um, that time of the morning you set aside the tasks that you know you absolutely have to do or is that more for sort of thinking time? Oh, I don't think I've had time to think for a very, very long time. No, I think for me it's, you know, it's, I have, there's a lot of admin in my job. I've managed to keep my team on, slightly reduced hours, but I have a small uh, virtual team. So that's the time when I'm kind of briefing them, working out what the priorities are for the day. Uh, trying to record the podcast. So I'm trying to record it end-to-end in like 30 minutes with no edits. And then, yeah, deep work. I'm just not managing to do much thinking deep work at the moment. It's all very surface. Uh, sooner or later, I will have to try. Uh, but at the moment, my brain's just too scrambled to, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to rewrite my big SEO course and create new modules, but it's taking me like three hours to do what would have taken me half an hour before all this started. And, uh, I hope that ends soon, but you know, I still feel quite foggy at the moment. Yes, and that's yeah, totally fair enough. <laughs> with the with the course that you're about to run, I've have you had to change the content of that at all in terms of delivering it in this context? No, because it's you know it's largely online, and then I do a degree of I do various coaching calls, and I've got people from the US and the UK and Australia, so those are all scheduled at different times. So. You know, no, for me, it's, it's pretty much business as usual. I mean, that course, is, you know, having a product like that is, is a dream to a degree because although it's a huge amount of work every year, I have to update it because SEO changes. It's a huge amount of work to update it. Once it's actually running, it's not a huge amount of work really to just check in on everybody. I mark a little bit of homework. You know, so I can squeeze that in around a very discombobulated day and it kind of works. Uh, So I'm grateful, very grateful at the moment that I don't have huge copywriting jobs on the go or, you know, any complex stuff like that that would 
and any horrendous deadlines. You know, I feel very blessed not to be in that situation. Yeah, it's, it's a really um, unique and situation yeah, to be in. So I, I guess um, the last question I wanted to ask, which you, I mean, you have touched on that very across the conversation, but if someone was listening to this right now, which no doubt lots of people will be once we release it, um, if they were feeling a little bit overwhelmed and looking to you as someone who is, you know, managing to still sell their course and... Yeah by the looks of things, do it. What would be your top three tips for the next week for them in terms of like tackling things that are important? I think the biggest one is mindset. One is to let go of the guilt. You know, I think especially the parents listening, you know, that we're not expected to be teaching at the level that school was. They will go back. Everybody will be in the same situation. Everyone will be a bit behind. You know, that I just think that's a huge thing to let go of. And I'm trying to do that too. Parent yeah. guilt is a horrible thing. I think it's, um, I like your notion of, I, I try to make to-do lists and only put three things on them. Yes. And those, and when I can, when I'm forced to do that, it's, it forces me to really be clear about what has to happen today. You know, what I can't manage without. And I think the third one would be kind of a financial one. You know, if, if you haven't already to really look at what your bare minimum income is to keep your household going, keep your business going, and then, you know, make some tough decisions. Maybe you have to drop a few of those subscriptions. You have to, you know, cut back on whatever you can cut back on um, and just try and spend less for the duration. But, you know, I am hopeful. I know lots of people aren't, but I am optimistic. You know, this will end. Who knows when right now? But you know, and when it when it does, we're all going to want to buy the things and do the stuff and so and spend money and market and you know there'll be a lot of catching up to do. So we just have to kind of weather the storm with as much dignity as we can. Some days I'm not that dignified, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just kind of I, I think a bit of honesty as well and transparency and like sharing that things aren't going great because so often people just try and pretend everything's good. Like yes, my course sold out, but if you've been Anybody following me on social media will have seen it's been a blimmin' roller coaster <laughs> the last few weeks, and I've not hidden away from that. No, you know, you don't. and pretended like yes, I am so organised and productive, and I'm just glossing through this. It means nothing to me. Of course, I'm just as impacted as everybody else, and you know, I've had my cries and my stay in bed moments as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Beautifully put, Kate. Thank you. And, oh, and so you. true. So Such so a good, so important point. It isn't all as it looks on Instagram. Even the bad bits. Even when things exactly. don't look good on Instagram, they're normally not as bad. But, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. And um, I hope we get you back on the show again soon. Cool. Thank you very much. Keep your chins up, everybody. We'll, we'll get through this. We will. Thank you.